0: Hello, Xim. Hi, Georgie. Hello. Thank you for doing this, for taking the time.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. Uh, you were suggested by the guys of uh, Garmin. They, they told us, like, you got to check out this character because the guys really... And uh, I kind of jumped into your articles and they were pretty interesting. And your backstory is, like, even more interesting. So uh, you were born in Italy, right?
1: Yeah. I was born in Kosovo and I left when I was two years old. Yeah, we moved, uh, we moved to Italy. Then in Italy, yeah, I grew up in Italy. I lived there for uh, something like 20 years. Then we moved to Germany. I've been living in Germany for seven years now. And yeah, here it is.
0: So you've been like jumping from... Well, it's not exactly jumping because after 20 years it's not like that often, but... I'm. Uh, Do you have any recollection of your, I mean, like your early years, like the switch from one place to the other?
1: Uh, Well, from Kosovo to Italy, not right, because I was only two years old, so I don't remember like moving, but I I remember the first years in Italy, like in kindergarten, like that, it was kind of weird, because I don't remember like talking Italian, but my mother says, i started to talk like immediately i already knew a bit of albanian but then i started like in italian without any problem so i feel she says like you were already like doing this double double life talking italian outside talking albanian at home so but yeah the memories best memories were when we went back like every summer then we did like Every summer, after the war, every summer, going back to Kosovo, and that was, yeah, probably the best memories that I have. Because, like, the the highest mm, level of happiness, like, waiting to go back to Kosovo, and uh, then, yeah, going back there and playing with cousins and visiting relatives, and, yeah. That was, I feel, I spent many years in Italy just waiting for that month of the summer to, to go back to Kosovo.
0: You say you you were anticipating very much to go like every year. Was it, uh, was anything special that made it apart from playing and everything? Was there something like you were, you felt like at home somehow? I mean, I mean, not at home, like an exclusive home. I mean, because still your home was Italy for whatever reason. Yeah, it,
1: it's because, okay, probably I was a kid and for me it was, um, uh, okay, I'm going to go to Kosovo because there is no school, I'm going to play. But that was probably when I was really, really young. But then I feel, okay, as soon as i going to be like 18 years old, I'm going to go back to Kosovo. That was my feeling when I started to grow up. Because as you said, like I feel, I felt at home there. And probably one reason was the name. As in fact, like in Italy, I was... Uh, people knew me as Jimmy, not as Xim. Then okay. growing up, and after I left Italy, I, I kind of realized why I did this, like introducing myself always as Jimmy because I felt like this is going to be the first step to make me accepted from Italian people. Um, I didn't want them to know anything about my Albanian part and that was a bit also conditioned by the fact that in Italy, Albanians for many, many years were like the the, the bad thing they were. It was like always some Albanian's fault for for something that happened, like, you know. And then I kind of hide that part. And only when I went back to Kosovo, like people pronounced my name correctly. I felt like, as you said, home even though like I spent only one month or three weeks there, each, each year, but I always had this strong feeling with yeah with the country where i where I I was born
0: did you because uh, there are lots of people well hundreds of thousands of it, people that live in Italy like and sometimes the well this alienation for strangers from the Italians is like a normal thing because they do it between Italians themselves so okay. but um it's not in the end was it justified your sense of being an Albanian and like just like trying to cover it up somehow because like in Italy Albanians are maybe the only immigrants that cover the whole range of work and entrepreneurship like they do tiles and construction and they also own restaurants and they also own hotels and they are in the Fabrics uh, like in the in the production of like lots of I mean Big businesses and the others are like more like I don't know other ethnicities are like focused on what they know how to do best Just a small range of things and that's it. You know meanwhile Albanians like they do everything
1: It's difficult also to understand because like just growing up. It's I keep like thinking of what I did and every year I find something else, like another, another answer to what I did. But at the beginning was like going outside, having uh, a lot of friends, and then sometimes it happens, some of them said something against immigrants, and some of them said something against Albanians. And in my mind was like, okay, if I show them my Albanian part, probably I'm gonna end up being alone. And I saw like other immigrants, kids, that were alone and didn't have any friends what kind of life they did and in my mind was like you know as a kid you want to have friends that's simple as that so it was like okay i don't want to lose friends i don't want to be alone so i'm gonna hide that part but you then start hiding and keep hiding it and then like the society i always say there is this narrative in every country you go they say If you get integrated, you're gonna be accepted. Fine. If you learn the language, if you respect the rules, if you pay taxes, blah blah blah, you're gonna be accepted, which is not one hundred percent true. Because if you get assimilated, then okay, you're gonna be accepted like one hundred percent. If you become an Italian or a German like perfectly as they want you to be. But if you show your other part and you don't know how because in my now like thinking about it, I was like, okay, I lived 20 years in Italy, my life was almost perfect. If the perfection exists, it was me, I be in love from everyone, I have tons of friends, but in twenty years I never showed my Albanian part. So then it comes to the what if question. What if I have shown like since the beginning my, my Albanian part? What if I've introduced myself as Xim? Because then you introduce yourself with your name, then they, people start asking you, where do you come from, where is Kosovo, what is Kosovo, are you Muslim? Do you drink this? Do you eat that? And you know, like you don't want to go through this every time you you meet a new yeah. a new person. So it was like, okay, I'm not gonna show the Albanian part, so I avoid those questions. So people think I'm Italian. People think I'm okay and blah blah blah. But then you grow up and you ask yourself, why why I did that. I didn't have to do that
0: maybe you'll never know
1: I just keep growing up and every year there is i find out something else and it took me like a lot to to find a kind of identity balance if we can call it like that
0: uh and when you have you ever worked in italy or just finished school and when you moved to germany uh,
1: i work i mean not like proper job, I uh, I started the last years uh, when I was uh, studying. I did my bachelor there. I was uh, a pizza delivery guy.
0: No, I, I was thinking maybe like when you finished university, maybe something like when you try to enter into a more, uh, let's say, not corporate but a more academic realm of works and jobs. Maybe there mm-hmm. you, maybe there you felt that well, even if you were from Albanian roots, that doesn't affect. Or maybe it does in Italy, I don't know. It surely does, actually. I,
1: I cannot answer because as soon as I... Actually, I, I left one year before finishing my Bachelor because I did then my, my last year of my Bachelor, I did it when I was, uh, that I was in, in Germany, so I never really tried to, to get a job. I got academic-related job in, in Italy because... I left that because of like I didn't see any future and I also wanted to do a master abroad, I wanted to do it in another language,
0: and then yeah. Um, do you have like maybe any story, like one let's say you were saved by being an Albanian, I don't know, like <laughs> something like you met into someone or you ran into someone, of course you might have something.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Oh my God! I completely forgot about it. I was I I used to play football. I was like my my life was like just football, playing football and watching football. Uh, I was playing uh, during a match and I did a bad fall. I deserved a, a yellow card, and the referee didn't do anything. I was like, okay, weird. <laughs> After five minutes, he comes to me and he asks me, "You know why you didn't?" Get any yellow card, I was like, no, I don't know. And <laughs> then he told me, yeah, because I'm Albanian. <laughs> I was
0: like, okay. <laughs> Let's break everybody's legs then. <laughs> then
1: one. we laughed, and uh, yeah. <laughs> at some point I was like, he told me, like, just stop laughing, otherwise the people are going to
0: understand. <laughs> yeah. uh, Germany is very different, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was like to go to, to another world, completely different, different culture, different way of socializing, different way of working, the language is crazy, difficult, yeah, it's completely different.
0: Do you find that now it's easier, of course, now you don't even have to think about like keeping a global citizen, whatever. You just like be yourself, you can say whatever you want and do whatever you want.
1: Exactly. Okay, so that was my, yeah. my reaction. was like, well, now I don't even care what people think or say or now I, it's me. That's my story if you wanna listen, if you are interested. I'm but yeah. That's it.
0: So everybody living in Italy hearing this? Like you can contact Zim and like and he will help you out in Germany, like just move out of there. Yeah, well just like how, how many people are like how many Linus are in Italy? Like five hundred thousand, you can manage. You can... Yeah. Open a website. If you can
1: help me, <laughs> we can do it together. Yeah, we
0: we ask Mark and like Gaff like help you guys out. <laughs> uh, are you focused on like work and politics from like our roots, like Albania and Kosovo? Because I saw your articles are really I'm
1: like for example my the thesis that I I just finished to write is about Chinese investment in the Western Balkans because it's the region that and I know. But about the articles, uh, writing is probably my biggest hobby, next to to reading. And when I write, I realized you have to write about yourself. I cannot write about other things that didn't, that, that do not touch me. So that's why I started to write about like more culture and uh, stuff like that. Because there are some, there are many things about our culture that I don't like. That I had to fight against, and then I realizing that those things are having a bad impact on everyday life. So that's what I, why I decided to, to write
0: about. I mean, like when you say fight, like I, I can see like the dedication and the commitment to it. How far, how far that goes? I mean, because fight is the thing that you like really go into. You know. And we have, like, really deep issues here that we don't, We are not even aware of. We just, like, see the consequences and we just, like, point at the consequences and we say, like, we are this and we are that. And we're, like, sometimes the scapegoat is a whole other phenomena. And we are, if we go back for maybe thousands of years and the same things have been there and it's not the problem, it's not the today's things. Like, um, it's fine. I, I, the the whole marriage with an with an Albanian partner thing, like Ugh. yeah, it sounds silly at first, but it reminded me of um, like uh, for everybody listening, uh, Gazim has an article on uh, Kosovo 2.0 about uh, how lovely is for our parents the idea that we should get uh, a life partner with uh, from Albanian roots. Which is fine, you know, because they have their own beliefs. And in Kosovo it's a bit stronger, it's, not, yeah. it's actually way stronger than in Albania. We see it, as you as said in the article, we see it as an improvement on our social outreach, on our global, uh, on our global scale, uh, on our global ranking, not scale, on our global ranking as, as people. But the thing is, uh, that reminded me of, uh, you know, the, the Five Monkeys experiment, when uh, they put, there were five monkeys in the in a cage, and they put a banana yeah. in the cage. And when oh, the yes. monkey wanted yes, to, yeah. the, when a monkey wanted to get the banana, they would like, uh, uh, like wet all the monkeys with water. So they started switching off the monkeys, and they removed the banana. So even if the banana is, wasn't there, the monkeys were afraid to to go and pick it up because they were. Uh, yeah. So uh, in Kosovo. the th- Main thing was like survive and have the people to go to war. So you had to marry by default within yourselves and have as much children as possible, which is like a tradition still today. Even if it's today, it's not maybe not needed that much because let's say the banana is gone now. But uh, the thing, well, the thing thing stays. So uh, maybe we should, uh, instead of, I'm just taking the, the marriage between Albanians Mm-hmm. As an example of maybe we should uh, clarify that we, not, we don't need to keep some traditions that don't have a practical use nowadays Rather than say this is, is wrong Well, this might not be wrong for your own beliefs But it's like it's, it's of no use like putting this stress on the younger yeah. But it's funny though It's funny like how, it's, uh, <laughs> how we keep like Well, what can you do?
1: Yeah, it's it, it's a big topic. I mean, uh, because like the same as I growing up, you realize. Okay, at the beginning, when I was younger, I felt I I never had like pressure from from my parents. I had two relationships in my life. None of the girls were Albanians, and for my parents, it was fine. I mean, I did I, I didn't see any pressure or any like bad comments. But still, like I realized how much this there is this pressure like for other people. I went back to Kosovo last summer and it was the first time after eight years. I didn't go back for eight years because I was, I didn't just, I was tired of like repeating the same yeah. day. So at some point I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go back till I decided to go back. And last summer I decided to go back. I, I had this uh, wonderful trip like through Albania and Kosovo. And I left like the last five days to see my my relatives. These people haven't seen me for like eight years. God knows how many questions they should have. Or maybe just ask me like about the trip. I I, I did the entire trip through Albania, like from the south to the north. I saw many places, blah, blah. What did they ask me? First question. When are you going to get married?
0: (laughs) So when are you going? when you you, you missed
1: me. You missed me so much. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, look, I'm not even close to it. So, just. But yeah, that's um, like you say. I mean, I really don't have anything to add to to what you said to what you said because it's. I can understand the the generation of my parents why they believe it, but still, it's a use, useless pressure because I see many people that to me like they maybe they don't realize it but they ruin their life just to to please their parents uh,
0: uh you know what I've, I've noticed like in my own experience in tirana uh when we want to uh, one of the main things or maybe one of the one of the main errors let's say that we do in our efforts to improve our social awareness and everything is like we create these communities uh, of uh, like-minded people, like for example, uh, let's suppose like me and you would have like this idea of uh, uh, of, uh, helping, um, of helping this tradition not affect people's lives and whatever. What we would do, like we would set up something and we would uh, share our opinions and people like-minded like us would share their opinions with us and they will all agree and everything and it will all finish there I mean I mean there is uh, I don't see very often that the people that need to be exposed to new ideas are exposed to new ideas if you tell to them like listen guys uh, we don't need to marry between each other anymore because it's not the same situation you know Maybe they will change their mind. We are very flexible and we are very smart. We are very intelligent as people. We just need to be exactly. exposed to the to the information that we need, in order for us to change. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's I, it's completely true. Because if I talk to you, I know. I mean, it's fine. If I talk to someone yeah, else like agree. us, it's fine. It's uh, okay. But if you try then to to explain this to our parents, to our to, to the generation of our parents, it's. Uh, To me, I mean, speaking like for for the Kosovo side, it's like if you talk to them, all of them are like, yeah, it's fine. It's it's not a problem. But then if it happens, if it it really happens, wait, no, no, no. I mean, it it can happen to someone else, but not to my son or not to my daughter. Because Mm. then another thing is like me as a boy, okay, it might work. But if I had a sister... No way. I mean, no way that a girl get married with a, with an Italian or a German or, or another one. No way. Then here it comes like the other bad thing that we have in our culture, like this...
0: Discrimination between...
1: I, I don't know how to... Yeah, exactly. You, you found <laughs> the, the right word because, yeah, as a boy, okay, you know what, okay, you can do it, but as a girl, no way. You have to follow the rules and that's it.
0: And this is the mentality that creates the weak man that you were talking for? The... It wasn't the other thing, because I see it. I see it now. Um, these are perceived. It's the same thing, even here. Maybe even like in Albania, it's a bit less. Uh, it's a bit less harsh because, uh, like, we are we, we care less. But uh, it's the same situation. Like we are, men are brought up by women that uh, have married. Like the pattern is repeated. Like. Uh, Exactly. Like the mother like the mother is married with a guy that is spoiled by 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 his own mother, you know? And she doesn't and she doesn't like feed into her son the ideas that listen you need to have a partner in life, not just a wife, you need to build up with them or whatever. And this never happens. And like I joke all the time with these things and like say that well, end of the day it's women's fault, but it's not well, it's not only women's fault. It's like it's everybody's it's, fault. It's, it's everybody's it's 50, fault, you know. But it's fifty-fifty 50, like, for everything. To be fair, yeah. I
1: would say it's sixty percent of us because we should first understand how much power do we have, and the fact that we don't have first to use it as people, some men use use it, but the other side there was also the the, the female part. It's a big part because yeah. As a a mother, you are a woman first. Why you grow up your son as he's a king or whatever. I mean, you as a woman first don't have to give him like, you know, he's my son. He can do whatever he wants. No, because if he can do whatever he wants, if he grew up like 18 years old in a home when he doesn't have any rule and he go out. And he thinks that he can do whatever he, he wants because that's how he was raised. grown up. So, yeah, raised.
0: And it's going to exactly. be in trouble for, for the more of it. And that's, but it's the same thing. Like, if you don't expose the people to the information they need to know for, for, for them in order to change, then it's going to be the same patterns repeating and repeating and repeating. Because it's not that we can change. Like, the, most of us, I mean, like, we try to be better and try to do... Whatever, but it's still like. First, the pressure is really big from the people surrounding us, and also the the information and the people that are uh, and the people that maybe have the ability to change us. They don't have like the patience, like to, to show the way, like you have to do this and you have to do that. And well, it's a bit tricky. Uh, do you have a um, what type of cultural information of content like reaches you from Kosovo? like what do you serve more? what do you look for apart from the politics which is like apart
1: <laughs> <laughs> from the, yeah I'm really interested in like uh, projects that involves like a young generation because if i'm i really feel sorry for the young the young generation of Kosovo, because they don't have like many chances like neither to go out and to like for the visa stuff so I really wish that they had more chances to go out and to try to to do whatever they they want because they see like a a huge potential but they are like closed in Kosovo so any any project anything that they can they are doing and trying to do I I try to follow and hopefully uh, I will try also to help one day like I don't know how, like either financially or in any ways, but yeah, that's also why I I decided to write some stuff also to be like a critical voice because maybe it's a bit easier when you're outside.
0: Now it's like, now it's like internet time, like how's the, how's like working for a company or whatever from Kosovo. I, I mean like a remote working or like freelancing and doing this type of things that like everybody's doing now I mean everybody like younger generations everywhere, because it's like uh for when I wanted to go when i when I wanted the possibility to go on, on the western side of the world like Europe or America or whatever it's like it was more because uh the only way to have uh contact with the culture there was to go there now you don't have to go there i mean like
1: you, I mean, I would like them to really go and touch like the concrete world outside to see, like okay, it's not like the paradise that you think first. Because probably like when you cannot go out, you think, oh, God knows how good is you uh, Germany or Italy or US, blah, blah, blah. So just really like to just come, try to work and do whatever you want to do. Another country, and you see, then you can appreciate more maybe what you have, you can see like that doesn't exist any country that, that it's perfect because Germany and Italy and other countries in Europe are not perfect. There are many possibilities, many chances. Some stuff work better than in Kosovo, but they are not perfect. So just like really to have a concrete experience like outside. Because yeah you're right, like with the internet now you can you can work for we a company,
0: retail, that yeah.
1: Somewhere else but they like to come and to live in a place when you don't understand the language and maybe you have to try to find a way to to, to get to, to talk to people and you struggle like with some basic stuff, it's really it's helpful.
0: Is this is this the insight you think you have reached from living on from living in Italy and Germany? Like you should try at least once going out and seeing for yourself, but it's not what you think it is? Of course, exactly,
1: exactly. Because you have, I had an idea of Germany when I was in Italy. Then I moved, and it was a shock at the beginning. Then I, uh, I get used to it. But yeah, just to learn. Yeah, for me it was learning English to get, in order to apply for for the master. Then learning German to to find a job to to survive. So like you know. There are a lot of obstacles and things that you have to do, and you then you realize, okay, it was use, it was uh, useful and helpful and everything, and you grew up a lot. But you have to do it. That's that's the point. I mean, you can get your dream without fighting and without sacrificing something. Of course, exactly. yeah, you have to. Sacrifice.
0: Yeah, everything is tears. I'm curious about like when people live, when Albanians like live abroad, like. Your contact yeah. with the culture and our story and everything, is anything like that, uh, what they say, uh, tell me something about Albania to impress me. I mean, Albanians in general, Albanians in Kosovo or whatever. Like, is, it, is anything that, that, like, when you've heard it for the first time from the Albanian story or music or arts or politics or, I don't know, something like, and you say, wow, and, like, that has stuck with you.
1: Probably like the the constant that I see like in every story is this uh, strong feeling to be Albanian like in every in every story I I see like famous people but also not famous people like you can get like okay he's a brother she's a, she's a sister because like nobody like hides this feeling of being Albanian and every time we try to, to remind people hey I'm Albanian, even though like people don't care anymore, or don't ask us, but like we have to say it, like, look, I'm Albanian, and I mean, first we say people, we are Albanian, then we start talking about, about ourselves, that's something I like, because I don't see uh, this strong feeling of, how to say, from from other nationalities, like I see people are not so, and I, Probably I'm wrong, but probably nobody is proud as we are, even though like we, have, like we were talking like many things that we don't like, and, but still.
0: Yeah. I have a quick round of questions. This test is called how Albanian are you? Oh, okay? okay? How many people will be at your wedding? <laughs> I'm not planning to, to do a right. but probably... The right, the, right, the right answer is 400.
1: Yeah, I know the right answer, but <laughs> yeah, a... for that I'm like zero percent Albanian. I guess.
0: <laughs> have you ever, have you ever uh, brought food or covers or anything from like from Kosovo to Italy for other parents? Of course, of
1: course, always.
0: Uh, between baklava and kadaif. Baklava. Okay. Uh, what's your feeling about Bamia? Bamia is the things, the the food. You don't have them there. I don't know how is how is it in Italy. Forget about it. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> never.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, the other question is like, Are you fan of Germans of Germany football or Italy football? But it's like soccer. But it's you never never bother like you're into politics. I I so was
1: <laughs> I really like watch a lot of football, but then at some point I got tired of it, so now I. Yeah. But if I have to choose it, Italy because I know the clubs a bit better.
0: What is the best Albanian dish? Oof.
1: Oh, that, that's difficult.
0: Yeah, I cannot choose. You should have said like fagioli right no. there. <laughs> Which one is stronger, God or Akia?
1: I think Rakia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, well, it was nice talking to you. Thanks, Xim, uh, for uh, doing this. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, thank you, too. If there is anything you want to say to the, everyone all around the world who will, will one day eventually listen to this, some well, message of anything hope, despair, anger.
1: Something that I learned and I realized like these days because I'm finishing some of my projects and stuff that. Many times, when you have like dreams, nobody see nobody see your dreams, and maybe sometimes you try to explain them what you want to achieve, and they look at you like in a weird way, or they ask you, "Are you sure? You are crazy? What you want to do? I mean, you're never gonna achieve that goal." But then, I if you just keep fighting for it, at some point you're gonna you're gonna achieve your your goals, and there is this magic of fighting for. Something that nobody see just but only you see it and then when you when you manage to do it it's like that feeling is it's even like impossible to describe. So just keep keep fighting for what you want and I'm pretty sure that at some point you you're gonna realize it.
0: Thanks man. Awesome. Keep fighting everyone. See you on the next yeah. time. Thank you, Xin. Bye. Thank you, Zerji. Bye. Bye bye. Bye everyone.